Hi, I'm Robin O'Connor. I'm asking for your vote to be reelected as your Lake County Clerk. I'm a longtime resident of Lake County where I have worked as a teacher and administrator as well as raising four children with my husband. I bring integrity to all Lake County elections, leadership to the Lake County Clerk's Office, and a sense of community to all residents. Vote Robin O'Connor for your Lake County Clerk. Paid by friends of Robin M. O'Connor. If you find the real estate market stressful, confusing, and complicated, then you've come to the right place. Stay tuned as Randy and his expert guests dispel the myths and give you a dose of reality. It's Real Estate Revealed. And here's your host, Chicagoland's premier home appraiser, Randy Barcella. A very enthusiastic and exciting welcome to Real Estate Revealed, and I am Randy Barcella. It is always a joy for me to be with you every Sunday morning. I am happy that you tuned in. Okay, today's exciting show, Rent to Own. Wow. And on the show are the premier broker owners of Corona Realty. Yeah, that's Alice Corona and Jamie Burks. Also, things to consider when buying commercial real estate. Wow. And on the show is the premier real estate attorney, both commercial and residential. And he's in both Illinois and Indiana. Yeah, that's Vincent Oricchio. Also, home sellers, why is it taking a little bit longer to sell your home now? Well, we've got all the answers. Why? We've got the number one realtor from Downers Grove at Properties. Yeah, that's Slav Polinski. And if you're thinking of selling your home this fall, hire a pro. Oh, my gosh, good topic. And uh, in studio is the premier realtor from the North Shore. Yeah, that's Paula Avenham from Jameson Sotheby's Highland Park. Yes, we do have a packed house again this morning with a lot of valuable information. So get a paper and pencil ready. Happy Sunday morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Alice Corona, Jamie Burks, I always get an education from you too. Rent to own. I love this. Yes, rent to own. You know, we've been having a lot of people coming into our office asking about we do rent to own. We do, you know, but there is a lot of red tape with the rent to own. So, you know, rent to own is a contract that allows you to rent a home for a specific period of time while providing you an option to buy it before the agreement expires. But a lot can happen if, you know, that agreement is not airtight. And a lot can happen because the person that is doing the rent to own, he's the owner, he's the bank, he's the appraiser, he's the inspector, you know, he's pretty much everything. And he's not going to let you know what the process is. And most time he doesn't even know what the process is. So, you know, there's a lot of red tape, a lot of things that can happen. And, you know, ultimately you can end up with nothing and, you know, a whole bunch of time wasted and, and most importantly, a whole bunch of money wasted and start back off uh, from square one. So we just had a, uh, one of my, my foreman, one of my foremans that helps us do rehabs, he actually was in a rent to own contract for quite a while and it was due to expire this year. He uh, mentioned to me that he did need to get credit and, and how, you know, how could he get the financing so I, I, you know, explained to him how to, the easiest way to get the credit. So, so we got him some credit. We did get him the financing. And while he's waiting to close, the seller decides he didn't want to honor the contract anymore. And he said, you know, the, the values have, you know, gone up quite substantially. And, you know, I don't want to sell you the house anymore for that price. Wow. So, so unfortunately, you know, my, my uh, foreman had two options. He can either, you know, take the guy to court and, you know, go that route or, he could give the guy what he wants and, you know, just move on. So he, he did take the path of least resistance. He decided, hey, I'll just give the guy, you know, this extra money. And, um, you know, that's what he did. And now he's going to be buying this house. But a lot of times, you know, most time when they come into my office and said, you know, tell me the horror stories of what they went through to do this rent to own, 
you know, they, they end up with nothing. And, and Amazing story. Yes, I think a lot of people, when the, reason, the main reason why they're coming in and asking about the rent-to-own rent is because their credit, they know, is not at the time up to par. So, sure, getting into a contract like that gives you time to increase your score and do any short, sort of troubleshooting that you may need to do with the credit. However, a lot can happen along the way, like Alex mentioned. One of the things that I've heard is that by the time they actually qualify for financing, if they do get to that point, that home then needs some mechanical HVAC might need a roof. So here they are about to finalize the purchase of their brand new house that they've put money towards and they are having to repair all of those mechanicals as well. So the timing could just be not very favorable to the tenant. And then also too, what happens when you change your mind? Let's say you're the tenant and you're making these payments and you're put down a, a large down payment. You can lose that money in the event that you decide this is not the house for me. So you could definitely lose any other, you know, non-refundable charges if you decide that that's not the route that you'd like to go. Uh, so, so we do definitely tell them to, you have to beware. Sometimes it's better if you're going to rent, just rent. And then when you're ready to buy, just buy. Because all of the red tape that he was mentioning, that could be a lot more detrimental to your situation. Great topic. <laughs> We recently had an, uh, another client that came into the office, and you know this was a horror story that I heard. And she said she purchased the building. The landlord uh, or the owner of the home, you know, told her that he would he would uh, take five thousand dollars down and a twelve hundred dollar payment. So she was like, "Hey, I can handle that five thousand down, twelve hundred dollar payment, no problem." So she purchased the home for one hundred sixty thousand. She was there about six months and the neighbor next door decides they want to sell their home. And she notices that he puts the house up for sale for 125,000. So she's wondering, well, maybe something's wrong with the home. You know, it's a little bit bigger than mine, but you know, maybe something's wrong with it. So, you know, that house sells. So then a house across the street that she knows the neighbor and she's been in the home and the, and the, the neighbor tells her, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to sell my home. I'm going to sell it for 150000 And she's like, well, you know, that's, that's weird because I know this house is definitely nicer than mine. So, you know, then she said that while she's, you know, waiting to see what's going to happen with that house, she, her roof starts to leak. So now water's coming in her roof. And then, you know, she's trying to get the money together to fix the roof. And then the, the basement starts taking in water. So she's like, you know, I, I can't keep up with the repairs. She's like, so, you know, I called the owner to say, you know, is there something that we could do? And he's like, yeah, it's your home. You got to fix it. So these were existing <laughs> problems that's wrong with the house. She never did an inspection. And then she finds out that she overpaid for the home. So she never did an appraisal either. So the bank, or I'm sorry, the seller was the one that put the price out there. She was okay with the payment. She was okay with the down payment. But ultimately, she overpaid for the home, and it had all kinds of problems. So she ended up walking away from the home. She said she ended up giving about fifteen thousand in in money. Then and now she's back to square one. And now we're you know figuring out how we're going to get her down payment assistance and be able to get her qualified to buy. Hey, Alex and Jamie, th these are incredible stories, and I love hearing your stories because. We've always said on the show, facts tell, but stories sell. You're telling us real life stories that are going on in the neighborhoods, and a lot of people don't really understand what's going on. And sometimes it's unfortunate, but I, th I think it's really valuable that you and Jamie take your time to jump in and save this and give them options and alternatives. 
Yes. You know, if they come to us first to do the rent to own, it's not a problem. You know, we do, we do know the process and, and we do it just like a regular sale. You know, there, there is a lot of due diligence that has to be done. And, you know, most time the, the buyers just get really excited. They're like, wow, I'm going to, you know, I get a property and, you know, this guy's going to finance me, but they don't know the process to, to get them to that finish line. And a lot of times, by the time the, the contract expires, they're not even able to get the financing. So now the contract expires, they lose the home, they have to move, and again, back to square one. Just amazing. And so, what, like, a lot of people contact you because, I mean, you've got more reviews online than any real estate brokerage I've ever seen in my life. There's thousands, but um, so when people come in to see you and you you have your great interview with them and you run the credit and such, you automatically know to say, hey, why don't you just rent for the next six months to a year? We'll help you get your credit up, and then we can help you own. Definitely, yeah. We, we give them options, you know, and, and what's nice about us, you know, it, we could actually get their credit up a lot sooner than that. You know, it all depends on the situation. So uh, a lot of times, you know, I can see if they could just stay wherever they're at for a couple of months, and then we could get them qualified and, and get them a loan from a real bank. I love you know, this. Alex and Jamie, I love this. How could our listeners get a hold of you to go over this rent to own program that you have? Cell phone is best for me, 708-259-6242. And for me, call the number that changes lives, 708-385-0123. Or you can find us on the web at coronarealtygroupinc.com or on realestaterevealed.com. Yeah, everybody listening, get out to the website, realestaterevealed.com, R-E-V as in Victor, E-A-L-E-D.com, and just scroll down to the photos of Jamie Burks and Alex Corona. Wow, great information. Hey, speaking of great information, moving right along here, things to consider when buying commercial real estate, and I think this is one of the first shows on radio that we're actually having this, and we're so excited to have on the premier real estate attorney, Vincent Arecchio. Good morning, Vince. Good morning, Randy. So happy to be here. Now, I know we have probably we have one of the most intelligent real estate audiences around, Randy. So I don't mean to talk down when I explain any of these terms, but the best way to first understand how to invest in commercial real estate is to understand the difference between residential real estate and commercial. And frankly, residential, most people know resident, live in. Uh, it could be anywhere from a single-family home to smaller multifamily properties, up to two to three units. But commercial property, examples, those include retail stores, think where you shop, uh, offices, apartment complex, and even industrial properties. You know, people make things like steel or manufacturing Hey, Vincent, locations. I don't want to yeah. rush you at all because we're coming up to a quick break, and... Uh... I can't wait to hear more about, yeah, commercial real estate is different than residential, and I can't wait to get learn more from you. Hey, everybody, you're listening to the Real Estate Revealed Radio Show. Enjoy it every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. I'm Randy Barcella, your show host, and thank you all so much, as I do every week, for making this your Sunday habit. We'll be right back with more of Vincent Arricchio. to Real Estate Revealed with Randy Parcella. And it's always so good to be with you every Sunday morning. Good morning, America, and welcome back to the Real Estate Revealed radio show. Enjoyed every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. I'm Randy Barcella, your show host. And um, 
hey, have you been out to the website yet? A lot of new information. Um, realestatereveal.com, R-E-V as in Victor, E-A-L-E-D.com. There's biographies, testimonies, uh, phone numbers, emails, just a great information on all of your co-hosts here. Um, but right before the break, we were talking with the premier real estate attorney, both commercial and residential, and he's in both Illinois and Indiana, Vincent Arricchio, sharing with us how what to consider when buying commercial real estate. Vincent? Yes, and before the break, I was explaining uh, commercial is real estate uh, that has real, real retail stores, offices, apartment complex, industrial properties, or even multi-unit residential. Now, Randy, why commercial properties? Frankly, commercial. Commercial properties are used to generate profit. It's not just that you live in something that's a residential, but you would invest in real estate that brings you cash flow or profit. Hey, Vincent. Excess funds. Well, one of my friends, this is 16 years ago, said we had an, uh, an opportunity to buy this little strip center, and it was six storefronts in this little uh and one of them had the 7-Eleven, it had a dry cleaners, it had a subway, and he, he moved in on that right away because he's thinking, oh, that's cash cow right there. That sounds like it. A lot of those uh, are uh, businesses that have great track records, great cash flow. Yes. Uh, if you come across something like that again, Randy, we got to get me, you, Pat Canone, Paula, uh, Alex, and we'll all invest and get involved. Yeah. But um, what a lot of people do, Randy, is they'll make money off their residential purchases. So let's say you buy a place at 400 and you end up uh, paying it down uh, and to a loan where you're down to only 200, 400 minus 200 is you got $200,000 in equity. People can then sell or strip out that equity and put it to work. And a lot of people will take their money that they get from other investments, including uh, appreciation from their existing real estate, from their existing house, and put it to work in commercial properties. And you can opt for any of those types of commercial properties, even multi-unit, uh, a four or more unit building. Now, you have to be a landlord. You're going to have to be a plumber. You're going to have to uh, consider whether or not you want to get a management company to run a residential space. So there's a lot more fix-it, a lot more responsibilities for a multi-unit, for a four-plus-unit commercial property from a legal standpoint, not from a lending standpoint, from a legal standpoint that might be considered commercial, even though there's residences in it. But you're not a resident. Um, the benefits, though, uh, you have, with more tenants, you have higher gross revenue, you have high, more rents coming in to pay you, and, but more robust responsibilities. Um, commercial properties, though, even though they have complex heating, complex cooling, complex fire suppression systems, like you know, fi- putting out fire sprinklers, uh, most of the time you can pass those on to your tenants, your commercial tenants who have to manage or take care of those. Uh, you still may need a management company, but actually, my, in my experience, there's far less hands-on things to do with commercial properties because you can pass those responsibilities onto your commercial tenants. Now, one more difference, and I know time is limited, but one more difference is in the lending. And no, I'm not a lender, but commercial property investments are considered riskier to lenders than residential ones, than residential and lenders will charge you a higher interest rate 
than you're used to seeing when you rent when, when you get a loan for a resident. Uh, now uh, they may also the commercial lenders may also will require you to have uh, proof of profitability. Um, so that's different than your residential loan. Yes. Back when COVID happened, some of these strip centers lost half of the tenants. And so after the three years went by, a lot of the owners of these commercial properties were not demanding a five-year contract uh, leases, I'm, I want to say. And so they were allowing people to move in on six months or a year. Or, or is that, am I, is that, so things have, might have True. changed during COVID. Is it starting to go back to a certain normal or things have really changed in commercial uh, real estate? Uh, well, I, I am still seeing uh, commercial landlords still want five-plus-year leases, but I absolutely agree. During COVID, the commercial landlords, commercial owners were suffering. People were just not – the tenants were not able – so there was much greater flexibility. I bet you're right. I bet it's more flexible than before COVID, but I've been seeing five years demanding uh, leases anyway, five years plus. And what I've um, still seen – we're not hearing enough of this on the news, but I, I've got friends downtown in high places, and uh, the the businesses in Chicago are still leaving. They're going to the suburbs, or they're going to Northwest Indiana, or somewhere where they can make a profit because of the conditions uh, that are typically unsafe or unstable in the city. Yeah, yeah, that that's unfortunate. Unfortunate. Um, Chicago uh, will come back. Chicago will rebound, but yeah, yeah, there's still a lot of uh, empty spaces. And, you know, you, me, you, you do appraisal work, you do all types of work. Uh, we're talking about the whole Chicagoland area. Um, I do think a lot of the strip malls outside, we call them strip malls, but like strip or one-sided yeah. street uh, uh, buildings or multiple buildings with, like you said, the subway, the dry cleaner, the this, the that. I do think they're doing okay. They're coming back. Um the, the problem, though, one more thought with the lenders is, you know, l- lenders typically can have terms for commercial property loans between five to 20 years, which hmm. is a more aggressive time period than a lot of residential, which residential can be, you know, from 15 to 30. So in my experience, some a lot of commercial lenders have shorter time period for their loans, which in simple math means you have to make a higher payment and, per month. And Vince? Vince, I've also seen where residential landlords really got really got hurt severely because during the two and a half years COVID that people lost their job or pretended to say they lost their job. The 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 court says you don't have to pay your rent for two and a half years, but you as the owner of the four unit building, you had to pay your mortgage. So I'm thinking commercial is less riskier now. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. And, and I know in lending circles, you know, they get mad at me. The lenders get mad at me if I say commercial for multi-unit residential, because like, like depending on the loans, they define it differently. Whenever I say commercial, I mean all businesses and four or more unit residential buildings, like think apartment buildings. And yes, it is true that apartment building or residential landlords suffer during COVID. So Vince, and it is true. Yes. Yeah. Hi, it's Paula. Um, quick, uh, to, just to uh, go back to what you said about Chicago coming back, I actually surprised to hear that there is a big development or a project going on in Chicago. 
on LaSalle Street. Have you heard about Is that mostly commercial? I think it's mostly commercial. So um, I think you're right. That's the finance Chicago district. Chicago is coming back. I mean, it's all, LaSalle down to... Um, like Chicago to, Board of Trade yeah, on the south yeah, and then north. Exactly. So it's a good sign. So you're right, Vince. Chicago is coming back. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, look, even, no matter where you are on, on your beliefs about this whole situation um, of COVID or the economy, a city like Chicago is not going to stay down forever. Uh, and, and even if you're down on Chicago, I'm telling you guys, yeah. it always bounces back. Uh, so uh, now if you think it's down, now's a good time to bounce. <laughs> Because and and I, and I'm not a real estate agent. I'm not trying to like abuse you know any licensure or or say push push push. I'm saying this city isn't going anywhere. It Correct. will be back. It will be back. Hey so Vince, how, Vincent, how, how can somebody get a hold of you for this great information on what to look for when buying commercial uh, real estate? Great topic. Sure, you can get you can reach us by calling three one two two six three. Zero zero one zero. You can check our website out. We we have blogs, videos, uh, reallawchicago.com. Um, and most importantly, I love saying it whenever I'm on with you guys, go to the realestatereveal.com website. There's much better looking people than me on there, pretty faces, uh, dancing videos. Enjoy. Thank you. Vincent Arricchio, the premier real estate attorney, both commercial and residential, in both Illinois and Indiana. Wow. Thank you all so much for making us your Sunday habit. Uh, hey, if you're on Facebook this morning, go to Facebook. I've got videos of everything in the studio. Yeah, we do Facebook Live videos. And the website, again, to get a hold of anybody on the show, realestaterevealed.com, R-E-V as in Victor, E-A-L-E-D.com. I'm Randy Barcelli, your shows, and you know who we've got coming on right after the break. The premier number one realtor from Downers Grove. Yeah, Slav Polinski from Ad Properties. We'll be right back. to the show sure to answer your questions about the real estate market real estate revealed with randy barcella welcome back to the real estate reveal radio show enjoyed every sunday morning 8 to 9 a.m on am 560 the answer i'm randy barcella your show host and thank you all again so much for making us your sunday habit um, hey, great topic here. Home sellers, why is it taking a little longer to sell your home now? Well, in studio is the number one realtor from Downers Grove. You, you see him on two videos a day. I mean, the guy's a star. Um, Slob Polinski from Ad Properties, Downers Grove. Um, he's going to share with us some really valuable information. Good morning, Slav. Good morning, Randy. Good morning, Real Estate Reveal team. And, and, for, all morning, Polish pe- and for all the Polish people out there. Dzień dobry. Yeah, Slav speaks Polish. Uh, so... We're in the middle of October. The uh, seasons are changing. The weather is definitely changing here in Chicago. And the real estate market is continuing to change, sometimes it seems like, on a daily basis. And what I love about this show is we're here to share information to our listeners to keep them current on what is going on. So today's sellers, they are experiencing something a little bit different than the sellers of six months to a year ago. Six months to a year ago, a seller would put their home on the market, and within that first weekend, they would have maybe up to 50 to 100 showings and 20 to 30 offers, and by Monday, they were done. Home was under contract, and they were good to go. Today, what we're starting to see 
average current market time is in our area is about 45 to 60 days. Now, that seems kind of scary if you're looking back to... That's pretty normal 5, 10, 15 years ago. Not even. So I was pulling yeah, up... not some, even. Uh, go ahead. So I was pulling up some statistics uh, in 2019, 2020, just before the pandemic, the low interest rates, uh, a lot of buyers being out there, not a whole lot of inventory. Just before then the average market time was almost double of what we are now, 75 to 90 get days. Get out of here. I no, didn't know you get out of here. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, that was considered normal, and that was – Did you know that, Paula? I did. <laughs> it's taken 75 to 90 yeah. days to close a loan. Yeah. And that was considered a good, good healthy deal. market. Yeah, it was 2019. The <laughs> uh, uh, It was still a seller's market. We had about four and a half months of inventory when I talk about how many months of inventory. So we're – Look at how many homes are currently on the market, how many buyers are currently out there. And if nothing changes, that's how long it takes for all the homes to be sold. So uh, the balanced market is somewhere around six months. So we're still in a seller's market at 75 to 90 days of market time. Now, if you go back just a little bit before that, we know what happened in 2008, of course. Uh, several years after that, 2012, 2013, guess what the average market time was back then? 100 days? Close. 120? Paula? Any guess? Six months. Exactly. 185 to 200 days. I told you have got the most intelligent <laughs> realtors in the history of the, Illinois. Well, I love uh, that Slav is talking about this because, you, you know, if I could just add one no, thing. please. This uh, year which is very unusual with the, you know, like you said, you get a listing, you have, you know, 50 showings, you have, you know, 10 offers under contract in two days. I had one, it was in, it was in, we went live in June. Uh, I got, it took me 10 days to get a contract and I was sweating, <laughs> which, you know, right, sure. a long time ago, or if, not even a long time ago, a few years ago, it would have been nothing. So yeah, exactly. you bring up a great point. Yes, uh, a couple of years ago, being on the market 30 days, a home would have been considered still new to the market. Six months ago, people would uh, buyers would uh, be wondering what is wrong with this house that it's been on the market for 30 days. So the important thing right now is to keep things in perspective. 45. And that's what you two are doing. That's why I'm glad the audience is listening this morning. Exactly. So we as human beings, we like to compare to make sense of what is going on and with the information changing so quickly today, we compare to what is the closest that we remember, which was just six months to a year ago. But if you take a step back a little bit and realize that in the normal market was 45 to 60, I mean, 75 to 90 days, it's really nothing to panic about. Now, that being said, you know, why is it taking a little bit longer to sell than it did uh, you know, six months ago? Well, interest rates, we can't deny that. They're higher, right, Randy? They're, uh, they, a year ago, they were around 3%. Today, they're... Which was abnormally low for the last 30 years. That was a gift. Um, and a gift to buyers, gift to sellers as well. And we, knew, we all knew that wasn't going to last forever. And so now we're moving into an area where things are normalizing. Six and a half, seven percent historically is still considered a low rate. Sticker shock is going to wear off for the home buyers. And Pat Canone, our loan officer, told me that right before the crash of 2008, 2007 was booming. Rates were six and a half then. 
Oh, and it was ex- booming. Exactly. So, hey, we're coming to a quick break, and I love this conversation this morning. I don't want to rush you two at all. I'm Randy Barcella, your show host. We're coming up to a quick break. Have you been out to the website lately? Yeah, realestatereveal.com. R-E-V as in Victor, E-A-L-E-D.com. And if you go to Facebook this morning, um, videos live on Facebook, Real Estate Revealed on Facebook. Uh, when we come back, more of Slav Polinsky. And then we've got Paula Avenham from Jameson Sotheby's Highland Park right after him. Just great information. You don't want to miss it. We'll be right back. Estate Revealed with Randy Parcella. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. It's not unusual to have fun with anyone. It's not unusual for us to have a ton of fun every Sunday morning. Good morning, America. And welcome back to the Real Estate Revealed Radio Show. Do we not play the best music in all of radio? Oh my gosh. Realestatereveal.com, R-E-V is in Victor, E-A-L-E-D.com, the website. Keep your emails, texted, uh, topics coming in because that's what we do here in the show we we bring you valuable content and information each week that you want information on to dispel the myths versus reality and uh, we're getting some great information here um don't don't worry i mean don't freak out anybody about what's been happening in real estate the past four months rates are where they normally should be days on the market are where they should be and we've got even more information from slav polinsky here Great. Yes. Welcome back. And again, why is it taking longer for some homes to uh, sell? And of course, the interest rates, as we mentioned before the break, some buyers, they have been priced out of home buying. It has not become affordable to them, uh, the monthly payment to move forward. So they're going to wait until interest rates drop down again, and they'll jump right back in the game. Also, this is very important. The current buyers know they have less competition out there. They're not pressured to make a quick decision after 15 minutes of viewing a home. So they're a little bit more picky. Their monthly payments are higher. Like a year and a year and a half ago, two years ago, hurry, 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 bid, bid, bid. And then they all of a sudden, they're, they're nervous wreck because they spent 50000 over list price, and now they're having buyer's remorse. But like you're saying, it's okay, everybody. Calm down. Everything's at a normal pace now. Yeah, exactly. So they have less competition. Now they could actually see a home two, three times, second and third viewing. Love it, love it. Where that was common before. And so, you know, we're getting back to, and keep in mind, these buyers are working, right? So they're viewing homes around their schedule. So they, they may only be able to see two, three homes a week and uh, before they make a decision and may want to see, you know, 10, 15 homes before making that decision. Now, is it still a good time to sell? I definitely think so, and here's a couple of reasons. Number one, inventory is still low. So if you're a home seller, you have less competition than you normally would. However, there are keys, and is number one is you want to present your home, you want to market it well, and biggest key right now is to price it where the market should be and not push it. Because, again, buyers are taking time. I know Paul is going to be talking more about this, why it's important to hire a pro when getting your home on the market. So, again, it's a great time to sell, less competition. Just keep in mind and be patient that it's going to take a little bit longer to get your home sold than it would have six to 12 months ago. The key with our realtors on the Real Estate Revealed radio show, Slob Polinsky, Paula Avenham, Jamie Burks, Alex Corona, um, Kalila Maddox, 
you know, you all go through marketing and you pay attention and you go over and above, just get to sign a contract, put the for sale sign in the front door. I'll see it closing. You guys are marketing it. You know what you're doing. You know how to get it sold. First impressions are online and that's why presentation is key to a home to making sure that our clients' homes shine above the competition. And you shine above everybody else I know in the western suburbs. So, Slab Polinsky, how can somebody get a hold of you? Great. Uh, number is 630-624-9615. One more time on six, the number? 630-624-9615. And you could uh, find me at uh, DonnersGroveLiving.com. Fantastic. Slab Polinsky. And if you want to hear more about him and read more about him, that's what the website is for, realestaterevealed.com. You click on their photo, it takes you to their website. You can read about them, get their testimonies, um, see their videos, just and biographies, just great information. And speaking of great information, if you're thinking of selling your home this fall, hire a pro. Well, in studio is one of the most premier professionals I know in the business from the North Shore, Paula Avenham from Jamison Sotheby's in Highland Park. Good morning. Hi, good morning, everyone. So glad to be here. And Slav, thank you for bringing up uh, what you brought, you know, talking about the changes in the market. It's really important. It's what Randy was saying is, um, that's right. Us as your professionals, um, we're going to pay close attention to what's going on in the market. We're going to um, to have those conversations with you. Um, right now, they're talking about um, changes in the supply and demand. Uh, everyone knows about the rate increases. And then there's a lot of talk um, on the radio and in the news about, you know, possible inflation. So it does have buyers and sellers worried and asking questions like, what should we do? So great, great information, Slav. And I'm going to just further, further that conversation with uh, information with you. And there are five key reasons why working with a real estate professional, um, such as ourselves, um, it makes sense, especially in today's market. So first, as I just said, we follow the latest market trends. I mean, we can give you data that's, you know, data, like Slav was saying, sometimes the data changes weekly, sometimes even daily. That's depending on the interest rates and how we're impacted in this market, um, supply demand. So we we can give you, you know, um, up-to-date information on a daily basis. We can pull comps for you. Um, we can ensure that, you know, we're, we're going to list your property based on what's the trend is in your neighborhood or in your area, right? We're not going to look at other states. We're going to focus in on what's going on in that certain um, area, okay? So we're going to pull the comps. We're going to get all that good information for you. The second reason why, why you should work with a pro- professional like us um, is that we're going to help maximize your pool of buyers. Okay, this is really important. I, I have worked with in the past, or I've, I was able to talked to, had some conversations were for sale by owners, FISBOs, and they had a hard time selling their property. And once they... And you know what? I don't want to rush you at all, but I see we're coming to a quick break here. I'm Randy Barcella, your show host. This is Paula Avenham, the premier realtor from Jamison Sotheby's in Highland Park. And she's got a lot more to say about this, uh, about hiring a pro. Um, Realestatereveal.com. That's the website. Have you been out there lately? Also on Facebook. I got videos of everybody in the studio this morning on Facebook. Real Estate Revealed on Facebook. We'll be right back. Now, back to Real Estate Revealed with your host, Randy Parcella. 
Welcome back to the Real Estate Revealed Radio Show. Enjoyed every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. I'm Brandy Barcelli, your show host. And thank you all again so much for making this your Sunday habit. Right before the break, we were talking with the premier realtor from at Prop, I mean, Jameson Sotheby's Highland Park. Uh, yeah, that's uh, Paula Avenham, and she's given us some great tips on how you need to hire a pro. And you know what? I've always heard this saying, and it's true from Paula, what you're saying. If you think it's too expensive to hire a professional, wait till you hire an amateur. Oh. <laughs> well said. Um, so, yeah, so as I was um, mentioning before the break, is that we as real estate professionals can help maximize your pool of buyers. We we just have a large variety of tools at our disposal, such as well, social media, but more importantly, as agents, we have agency resources such as the MLS, which then feeds into the other platforms like uh, Realtor.com, Zillow, um, and there's so many other ones as well. And then also um, uh, we have, there's a, there's other platforms like uh, agency resources, sorry, HomeSnap. So the way to get some good information about that and get a good explanation, because I don't have enough time today to do that for you, is to go on to Investopedia. Um, it'll explain why it's ris- risky to sell your own home without the network and letting us help you. Okay, so third, um, we understi- understand the fine print. Um, professionals, uh, you know, that's what we do. We work with attorneys. We are licensed. We understand contracts. um, And it is really important. So um, selling a home typically requires a variety of forms, reports, disclosures, and other legal and financial documents. There's a jargon involved in real real estate transaction, and it's this. You want to work with a professional who can speak the language. It's true, right? So, and actually there are, they're really honing down and really making it, um, uh, they're requiring more documents to be disclosed, right? So if you don't know that as a seller, you can really run into some legal issues. So you want to work with a real, we're not an attorney. We cannot advise you as an attorney, but we definitely can, you know, um, work with you on the things that we can as a, as a real estate agent. Okay, so fourth thing, fourth item is a professional is a trained negotiator. So if you sell without a professional, you'll be solely responsible for all of the negotiations. And that means you'll have to coordinate with the buyer who wants the best deal possible, the buyer's agent who will use their expertise to advocate, of course, for their agent. And how dangerous it is if you're a single mom with some kids letting kids people come in your house that are not vetted or pre-qualified. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Um, and you'll have to work, you'll have to uh, coordinate with the inspection company, which works for the buyer and will most always find concerns um, with the house. And you'll have to coordinate with the appraiser who assesses the property's value to protect the lender who's representing the buyer. So, and plus just it's emotional, right? So if you take, if you let a broker work with you, we're going to take that emotional part out of it for you. And we're going to just focus on getting the best, maximizing your dollar for you and making it an easy, smooth transaction. And if anybody in our audience wants your checklist on how to uh, go through this this process properly and safely. And safely. Thank you, Randy. Uh, Please call me at 773-988-7341. Of course, you can find me on the website, you know, AM560, Radio Real Estate Revealed. Um, I, my profile is on there. You can email me at paula.avenum. I can't talk today, sorry. <laughs> paula.avenum at jamesonsotheby's.sir.com. Sorry. 
I love it. I was just get out to the website, everybody. Realestatereveal.com. R-E-V as in Victor. E-A-L-E-D.com for more information on the show. And where did this hour go? Oh, my gosh. I got to thank everybody for their participation on the show, uh, especially our great producer here, Joshua Buckhalter. And if you missed any one of the minutes here on the show, don't forget, tomorrow, Monday, you can listen to the podcast, realestaterevealed.com. Be well, everybody. Uh, Be good to yourself. Be good to others. And tell someone each day that you love them. See you next Sunday morning here on AM560, The Answer. I'm Robin O'Connor. I'm asking for your vote to be reelected as your Lake County clerk. I'm a longtime resident of Lake County where I have worked as a teacher and administrator as well as raising four children with my husband. I bring integrity to all Lake County elections, leadership to the Lake County clerk's office, and a sense of community to all residents. Vote Robin O'Connor for your Lake County clerk. Paid by friends of Robin M. O'Connor.